but I could say that you know we need to give you know the youth and technology people a platform to make mistakes so that within that it's when we'll discover something. What concerns you the most about the tech ecosystem in Tanzania? What concerns me the most? Uh, I think it's more of uh, we need to do more and speak less. That's most important. Thing. Say more about that. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Um, what I mean is more of the execution. Let's say, for example, if someone say like you know you launch Nala or you launch Rifly, rather than start talking about Rifly without asking what is the core of the business and why you are doing this, people just say ah. Uh, by the way, these people they move from Mpepa. Even actually in the market back in the days, people thought Mpepa. Ah, these people, you know, they have just sold it. They didn't even ask you. Even within the uh, ecosystem. So it's more of we need to have, and thanks God now we have a TSA, Tanzania Startup Association, which uh, of course we are on the group and push that we need to have, you know, even weekly uh, catch-up uh, events, not really meetings, but events for people to connect. Because you see, entrepreneurship is a lonely corner of a journey. And uh, we see people doing things and uh, we think like it's magical, but actually there are other people in the corner, they are actually suffering the fear of fail, the fear of betrayal, the fear of whatever. So if we have this either weekly, monthly quarter meeting and meet up and say, I tell you what I'm actually challenging and you, you will open up. Hey, by the way, three years back, I was facing the same thing. This is the way I encountered it. But if we are not sharing that experience, then if we see someone else succeeding, we think it's a magic. Well, actually within the ecosystem, we need to share that. Uh, we should not just share success, but also we should share our failure in the process. If the president of Tanzania, President Samia Suluhu Hassan, was right here in this room right now, and you could tell her one thing about technology in Tanzania, what would you tell her? Uh, I cannot say uh, technology is the future because each and everyone understands that. Uh, but I could say that you know we need to give you know the youth and technology people a platform to make mistakes so that within that, it's when we'll discover something. Because when we want to, especially for us innovator, that means we are building things which have never been there before. That means we cannot be binded with uh, regulations, which is a regulation based on the existing system. So when we given this window, of course in technology, you call it sort of like a sandbox, but that's a very technical part, but it's all about to give people opportunity to try. If you think they try with a good intention, then you can bring other, you know, uh, other part to make the part work. And within that, if that work, because technology, it's actually, even investment in technology mm -hmm. is not that hard compared to infrastructure, constructions and things around that. Because even as when we started, the profit was just to have a laptop and the internet mm -hmm. and you can do amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. So when we're given a chance and people, if they will, the people around us as a family, but also the government as a whole, to accept that the failure is part of the process then we can do more. Yeah. Um, in the Tanzania tech ecosystem or the space, you know, we're here in Nairobi today and yesterday we had a discussion about comparing both ecosystems. Uh, yeah. Why do you believe Tanzania's ecosystem is behind uh, Kenya's? Yeah, I think uh, it's more of the networking and um, uh, 
people daring to meet and of course to discuss other things i think we discussed last night uh, when we had that uh, you know um, gathering after the event whereby people are willing to meet and share and uh, you know someone can come just on your face like hey benjamin you know i do this and this and that uh, while i think on our market people they still have a fear that daring of doing something people think like you know for me to go and meet benji i have to ask my uncle i have to ask all the connection why they can actually call you you know me for example anyone who call me within my number even if it's a non number i call it back mm. and you make those meetings so it's that daring uh, but also we cannot complain much on the regulators and whatever but it's all all about you know ourselves in terms of the people which we work together how are they going to push themselves to deliver more and to reduce a little bit i don't call uh, laziness but more of daring to do more and of course that comes from yeah where do you think that comes from that fear that you stop talk about the fear i think it's our markets for the way i have seen i've been into different countries i think we are more relaxed and uh, everything is easy you see in tanzania even back in the days you know if you want water you can just walk in someone's door say hey, can i have water in another country like in us you cannot do that so so the fear that if you are in another country if i need water i need to walk to get water mm. it's what we don't have uh, in our country but i think with time with this new generation i start seeing that uh, start growing people uh, they want big things and they know that what? to get big things they have to work for it what has been one of your hardest moments as a founder the hardest moment as a founder i think um, the main hardest moment as a founder is when you believe in something and you see people they don't really see the picture and you really have to fight and unpack sometimes you know you have to do whatever it can be done uh, that's that's have been you know the moment which you cannot explain and you let it go though you know that uh, that thing if you could do it this way it could actually work and sometimes this it's mostly happening on the client side you are trying to explain you are trying to do this but because someone else have you know priced it cheaper they think it's a way to go it with it what is when you have people the organization you talk about people leaving people get higher salaries here and there and like you you understand that what is one the most important piece of advice when you're hiring somebody that you give a fellow founder the main piece of advice uh um it's actually to look into the person if they really understand the vision of the company and are they willing to be on the you know on the rough road yeah. before we go to the main road and uh, to continue telling them that this actually is the main road but can you please you know let's start from this and always not to compare you with the likes of you know the google and whatever but as as a startup founder we need also to sell that so in between and that's what of course it's called uh it's caused the you know the poaching you know uh the whatever or maybe someone low. actually for me if someone get poached it's actually hurting me more rather than if seeing someone go and do their own business i like to see people if they live at smart africa group they need to go and do something else you know that means they have already started understanding the opportunity because after that they are going to create new jobs and within that in the future i believe that we can connect and work together cool. how do you believe uh, or how do you as a group think about uh challenges in the industry for example mm-hmm. um in many industries across uh, the region 
people get deals such as like, oh, I got this deal with Total or whichever industry that you're working with because I know this person or that person or this person, right? And probably people say that about you guys. Like, oh, Edwin only got there. Smart Codes are only doing this. A smart Africa Group only got this because they know these people and there's like friends or whatever. Yeah. What advice would you have for somebody who is assuming that for you mm-hmm. but also would like to get to that position maybe mm-hmm. doesn't feel like they have the adequate connections to get there? Yeah. So for us, we, 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 I mean, especially for me, I never had uh, any connection. Uh, the connection have been built based on the work and the things which we have been, uh, you know, delivering. And uh, even the fun thing I can tell you. So when you build a business, it's hard. You have people join and so on. And then you obviously have to manage people and grow a business. You yeah. are now, you know, between 70 to 100 people at your business. Yeah. What has been one of the, like, let's say one of the hardest things about managing people? Uh, of course, uh, to manage people, you need to trust them and you need to trust them that, uh, you know, they can deliver uh, what is per, uh, your vision. Uh, sometimes, of course, it's not 100%, but keeping reminding them. And even you see people making a mistake maybe yeah. on a certain angle, yeah. don't go jump and start doing it yourself because yeah. that was actually like a disease. Yeah. Uh, so it's to manage the art of delegation, yeah. trying to delegate each and everything. Yeah. And then, of course, you monitor and trying to be more of a leader rather than, you know, a boss yeah. so that you can work together and give them time to try to infuse the yeah. vision. And then within those discussions, it's when uh, the, the company can grow as we are. The journey you've been on is very inspiring for what you've done from Moshi to Dar es Salaam, now to East Africa with Smart Africa Group and everything you've built. I know it's not been an easy journey and Many people from outside maybe assume, ah, this, this, this. But what for you, what matters to you most in life and why? Uh, what matters me most is to deliver value or to help people to achieve their things. That's why even when you look into core of mm. the business of Smart Africa Group, we like to connect people and organization because we think if these people are connected and get empowered, they can do more. Because I come from the family background whereby, you know, you if you need something and you, you cannot get it at home, you need to go to the auntie, to the friend and yeah. whatever. So if the whole ecosystem is empowered, which means the livelihood of everyone will be elevated. So connecting and helping people, which of course inspired to also helping companies, mm-hmm. it's what actually connect to me more. And with this thing, actually, I find automatically that when we say like you build your network, because when I meet people, I don't really start pitching business because sometimes I, I think they will not understand. So it's more of connecting with them, you know, help them with a few stuff. And then later on, when you see an opportunity, you take within a certain subsidiary or a certain product and then introduce them. And even when we introduce to it, it's actually how can that help them? It's not about them getting you get paid, but how can you elevate this person? Because the way they are going to continue scaling, pretty much you, the person who is helping also, you are going to scale as well.